Inside. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. If this sounds like a new voice or maybe a new voice from the past, it is. This is Brad Sykes coming to you. Taylor is out today and I am glad to be with you, Doug. I'm glad that you are here, Bradley. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you back in the studio. Well, I was going to say, I've been in the studio a few times, but it's been because you've been out. And yeah. so Taylor and I have, you know, racketed and volleyed back and forth, but... Uh, Good to hang with you for an hour. Yeah, uh, it's good to have you here. And uh, we had a good SWAT meeting today. Good mm-hmm. group, good group of guys. Finished now, up Acts eleven. So. I was going to say not that they're not that they're not all good. They are all very good, and that gives me you know reason to just mention real quick. Um, I know there are a lot of men. You, you were even talking about it today, and, and Doug. Unfortunately, there are many men in the church today who are not they're they're not in any kind of fellowship Mm -hmm. you know going to church on sunday is is our you know equipping and encouraging time but we need fellowship Mm. like that was kind of part of the lesson i think last week was about the importance of fellowship fellowship accountability and training man and if if you're listening fellowship accountability and training Training. like it fat (laughs) are you fat i am i'm fat very fat as a matter of fact on more ways than one uh but listen if you are not if you're listening to doug and i today and you are not involved in a men's fellowship a men's bible study um i don't want to say you need to be but you need to be, yeah. and uh, and and if you're listening now, or maybe you have a spouse who, uh, a husband who may need to be involved in one, reach out to Doug. Doug at SWATradio.com. I, you can reach out to me. I'm still Brad at SWATradio.com. We would love to get some of these men <clears throat> who are not currently involved get in get them involved after the first of the year because we will be kick see today was our last meeting doug correct yes and then uh, we'll break for the holiday yeah we're not uh we're we're not meeting uh anymore we will meet at jumping jacks tomorrow we'll do our swat zoom tomorrow night we'll do our meeting in san jose uh down in i'm sorry st augustine on friday and then we won't meet again to mid-january but you're welcome to go to swatradio.com and Listen to the radio podcast, which talks about the acts, or you can even go to podcast places that, and put in SWAT Bible study, mm-hmm. and you can listen to all the past SWAT Bible studies. Those are those are the actual studies. Yeah, that those we're doing. are the Bible studies. That's correct. Well, and it, uh, definitely, I kind of forget about that, but you need to go there and check that out because uh, that'll give you a, kind of an idea of what what the teaching is like. And uh, anyway, I'm I'm one of those probably a couple of hundred men who have benefited from that uh, that fellowship and i just want to encourage you if you are not plugged into one please do that by the way you can call us today uh 844-777-7928 that's 844-777-SWAT if you have any questions or comments you can send those to ask at swatradio.com and we will um we'll deal with those here online hey um, real quick uh nick howland uh yes. and uh, tracy polson are i guess going to run off mm-hmm, right for mm-hmm. the uh, at-large seat 
That's uh, correct. Our our good friend Howdy Russell uh, pulled in, I guess, about a third of the vote, maybe or a third yep. of what was left. <clears throat> um, and uh, but it was his first time to go, so uh, I don't know uh, if he's going to continue running. Have you talked to him? Well, I texted him this morning. We were, um, <clears throat> in fact, I was talking to Aaron at lunch today. You know, one thing I and and you know this about uh, Howdy because you and I have both known Howdy for many years. He he told uh, our friend Harry Lewis uh, like about a week ago. He said, "You know, God didn't. T- God told me to run. He didn't tell me I was going to win." It's a good point. You know, sometimes we're just supposed to run. And uh, you know, that is a great point. And one of the things that uh, got printed that I thought was very good. Howdy said, "The city needs servant leadership." Well, the whole world needs servant <laughs> leadership, don't they? Amen. Uh, we need to back our police. We need safer streets and neighborhoods. We need to know how we're going to grow, he says, to create jobs. And they're looking for leadership in the city council. And he said, I'm thrilled to go to the next round and excited about the momentum. Uh, I mean, like, uh, that, I'm sorry, that's Howland, Nick Howland, not Howdy Russell. <clears throat> that's Nick Howland. And so – uh, I hope that those things are what he does because uh, I know Howdy feels that way too. You know, Howdy sure. Russell does. Yeah. Uh, that's why Howdy was running. Uh, and I'm, uh, I, I, we do need leadership. Uh, well, you know what's interesting, Doug, and I, I'm excited to just get into what we're going to talk about here today. I've been uh, really enjoyed y'all's uh, broadcast yesterday on boldness. Mm. And, and uh, um, our good friend Kevin Baird, um, Pastor Kevin Baird spoke last week uh, downtown at First Baptist for a Stanford Jacks meeting, and he said something. And I was telling Aaron this today; it really kind of impacted me mm-hmm. that <clears throat> if we don't get the church involved in the, the civic government, if, if we're not involved, then really we're not fulfilling Acts one eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to every place that needs to be gone to. And and you think about, I know a lot of people who are in ministry who avoid anything, you know, civic government of any kind, mm-hmm. and yet it's, it's kind of like what we've been talking about, baptism. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Christ and you have not been baptized, you're a disobedience. Yes. If you are unwilling to get involved in I'm not saying you have to run for politics, but I think we have a responsibility to engage in all aspects of life. Well, Civic government is one of those aspects of life. Do you remember when we had Wayne Grudem on and he talked about that, the importance of Christian um, stewardship of our citizenship? You will be my witnesses. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And for some people, government might be the ends of the earth. Yeah. Let's be honest. That. You and I have talked a little bit about that. I have zero, like, desire or passion to be involved in politics. But if we're called to go there, then we ought to go there. And, mm-hmm. and it could be in, in any number of ways. It can just be knocking on doors, making phone calls. Yeah, it doing. There's a, there's a lot of things that you can do to be part of the process. I think a lot of times we just kind of – we – we want to complain a lot, but we don't want to participate. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And and I think we do have a responsibility. Listen, we're not telling you you got to go stand out on a street corner and yell your candidate's name or, or run for an office. Yeah, 
Uh, but you may. Yeah. Maybe if God yeah. puts it on your heart. Um, I don't know if you saw, Brad, um, some of the stuff going on um, out in the world today. Uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra, uh, announced that his agency is going to force faith-based adoption agencies to violate their belief regarding human sexuality or they're going to stop giving them federal funding to help. Mm. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> it, but, but here's the thing it's such a double standard out there. Like in uh, the city of Boston, um, approved 284 different requests for groups to use one of the city's flagpoles to promote an agenda, i.e. gay pride, mm-hmm. LGBTQ flags, whatever. But it wouldn't let a Christian group put a flag up for one hour. Not one hour. They just wanted to fly the flag for one hour. I mean, think about that. What 284 <clears throat> different requests for other groups. But if you want to put the Christian flag up, you can't do it. I, I, I think it's it's there's such a double standard in our country right now. Well, and this is the kind of stuff. And I, I know we are not you uh, SWAT radio is not a platform uh, for political um, opposition or promotion. But the fact of the matter is, when our faith is under attack, we're to stand up. Mm-hmm. And yet, as you said a minute ago, I think there, there's there been generations that have not stood up. We've complained a lot. We just have not engaged. Well, well, I, Brad, I, I think there's never been more of a dark time for the church to shine. Absolutely. Um, and we've had some pretty dark times throughout history, I think. But, and, and listen, we're not talking, we're not in the dark ages, but things are pretty dark. Listen to this. A significant effort right now is underway out in the universities and stuff to legitimize pedophilia. I don't know if you've heard that. No. This is what they're calling it, intergenerational intimacy. They've given it a new name. Okay, so. Intergenerational <laughs> intimacy. Do you remember, and it's probably, you and I were on the air maybe three years ago, maybe right when we, maybe four years ago when we first kind of got, it was 2016 probably, yeah. when the HRO issue was out yeah. there. And I remember, and I remember somebody texting me because I said this. It's only a matter of time as we, as we give ground to certain issues, be it HRO or transgender, whatever it is. There's no end to this, people. You do well, understand. Well, there's but, no end to this. Yeah, because when you go away from God's standard, right? Yeah, it, it, who gets to determine the standard? So I, I remember saying it's only a matter of time before pedophilia will be considered okay. And you know what Matthew 18, 6 says about what, when you cause a little one to stumble? Right. Ooh, uh, and that, yeah. that is a, it, it'd be better for you to have a millstone, millstone hung around your neck and be thrown in the sea. So there's a lot of places for us to shine and be involved. We definitely need to pray because Satan is alive and well and prowling around looking for somebody to devour. Yep, he absolutely is. And so... Uh, Listen, I am glad to be with you, Doug, and uh, glad for you to join us here at SWAT Radio once again. If you want to give us a call, call us at 
877-792-7928. You can also send us an email at askatswatradio.com. And we'll take a quick break and be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strength Angels we have heard on high Singing sweetly through Man, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, third. No, it's Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, and, December 8th. And that is the, is it the Pentatonics? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Steve's playing that Angels in there. Angels we have heard on. No, we. It's are pre- you still doing it? Or is uh, it no, just no, no, no. A, it's, it's on a pre-planned okay. track. We so got, you remember when you used to have to do that You would you, back in the day? <laughs> we, I'd have to put them all in, right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, those, uh, oh, I love those Christmas songs. They are so good. Absolutely. I mean, amazing that there are no instruments in that you know so, so you know, cool well you know brad in the break we were talking about the uh supreme court um and their ruling on the decision on the mississippi abortion case and it's interesting that justice barrett raised a question uh the other day and she says why doesn't the safe haven laws take care uh of the problem that women don't want to have a baby like in other words they say women don't want to be burdened down with a baby which to me is i'm not a woman but i mean there's the way god designed it is you're supposed to procreate through marriage and therefore you want to have children and do it and so really to not want to have children Mm. You're going against God's design unless there's, you know, something that God prohibits from happening. And you go, well, that's, you know, 
that's a woman's body and it's her choice. Except if it's a vaccine, then it's not your body anymore. And it's not a choice. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to go off. On no, that. exactly. I, I, I was just saying, but she asked the question, why doesn't the safe haven laws take care of the problem? Um, the safe haven, safe harbor laws were not in place back in the 70s. And what the safe harbor law is, it's basically, it's an order put in place to where a woman can just come and drop her baby off, no questions asked, and that baby will be taken into a home and they will find a parent for it and then they they will get that baby adopted. How many adoptions do you think there were last year in the United States or each year? I mean, hmm. What do you think? Local adoptions here. Local here. I mean, in, like, in, like local in the States. In the I mean, States? I don't know. Would I, I'd say, what, 2 million? 20,000. 20,000. You know how many abortions? 900,000. Hmm. That's unbelievable. And, and 20, only 20,000 adoptions. So there's many more parents that would like to adopt. But there's not a lot of babies to adopt. And now, and she raised that question the other day, and it was interesting that she was making, uh, and what she's saying is there's an alternative um, to abortion, and it's adoption. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take a life for you not to have a child the rest of your life. Right, right. But the real issue isn't wanting the child. The real issue is not wanting the consequences. That's right of that and it's managing the consequences that takes place when you act outside of God's design. And I was talking to a guy earlier today and I was just telling him, you know, when we make decisions and we operate outside of God's design, those consequences are put in place and you can't determine how they run. You can't determine who they impact. You think you can control and manage, and boy, don't we try to manage our consequences. We try to keep them under control, and it seems like it's trying to – one guy says it's like trying to stuff toothpaste back in a tube. You can't do you it. You can't do it. It's just messy. Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, it's uh, – there throughout all of society, even, even natural law mm-hmm. has its way – of dealing, we're going to have consequences when we go against what God has put in order, put in place. Proverbs thirteen fifteen: the way of the transgressor is not easy. It says it's hard. When we get out, when we transgress mm-hmm. out of God's plan, God's purposes, God's will, God's word, it's going to be tough. And 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 listen, nobody gets. Uh, I get the idea of i want my free time i want my i want my freedom but you know when you choose to engage in sexual activity as a female you run the risk of being one of the consequences being a life in the womb yeah and uh, unfortunately we care more about our own desires and the desires of others well what what was striking to me was there was a, a a professor who was interviewed on npr the other day after the hearing and they were talking about adoption and this is what she said adoption's a hard issue it's a hard decision i think a lot of women know that intuitively 
And our research on women who relinquish their parental rights shows that it's not an easy choice and has lots of adverse outcomes. We see a lot of grief, a lot of mourning, a lot of trauma for women who go through that. And that's not really changed even as the context of adoption practices has changed. But we do not see that most women are choosing between abortion and adoption. Most women who are considering pursuing adoption have already ruled out or have never really considered having abortion. Mm-hmm. And so basically what she's saying is, I'm not, I'm not going to think about adoption as an option. Mm-hmm. She talks about the trauma of giving up a baby. Do you think women don't suffer trauma of killing a baby? Oh, my word. That they don't yeah. think about mm. down the road, that they know that there was a live baby. At some point in their life, right. they're going to come out of their state of where they're only thinking about themselves, and they are going to remember that baby. You know, I was watching something over the weekend. Uh, I know you, uh, one of the guys I follow, uh, Jeff Durbin, Pastor Jeff Durbin, out of, uh, I think he's out of Scottsdale, and he's a big, you know, Huge abortion, pro-life. yeah. He's uh, in abortion now. Go to his website. Go to their YouTube. He does a great job, and and you know just you, you see him in action. Yeah. You know at Planned Parenthood, you know facilities, standing outside. But uh, you know one of the thing, one of the arguments for people who want to support this is th- they they put it under this guise of. Well, I'm for women. Well, you no, know, there there have been 30 million little women who've been murdered in the womb. You can't use that argument. No. You cannot be for women when you're for mutilating the body, pulling the arms and the legs off and the head off. And Why, why, why did Gosnell go to jail? Yeah. Why did he go to jail? Well, it wasn't just because he wasn't doing things the right way. The man was a butcher. Mm-hmm. He murdered people. That's what it is. And it's just such a thing. It's so ironic that, uh, not ironic, it's just, a, it's just we want to label things, and it's illogical is what it is. This is wrong here, but it's okay over here. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, Listen, just because the U.S. government says it's okay doesn't mean God says it's okay. I think we've... we've In fact, these days, Doug, I almost think if the the government says it's okay, it's probably not okay. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help, right? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Well, you know what, Brad? You have been part of the study we've been doing in Acts. And this week, what we've done is we've kind of gone through these discussion questions on Monday and Tuesday, the first two... And I thought today we'd talk a little bit about baptism because baptism is an interesting thing. Um, And I'm sure that people may want to write some emails after today because there's some challenging thoughts to our process for baptizing people. Um, You know, in Acts 8 through 10, which are the last three chapters we've covered, we see three guys get baptized. We see the, well, actually, there's more than that. The sure. Samaritans get baptized. Simon the magician gets yeah. baptized. Right. Um, the Ethiopian eunuch gets baptized. We see Saul get baptized. We see Cornelius and his family get baptized. N- none of those had to go through baptism classes. 
They didn't have to write out a 12-page testimony of how they love Jesus and how you can see Jesus in their life. They professed belief, and they were baptized. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. believe, and they were baptized. That's the only requirement for you to be baptized is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is it. You express faith in him. Who am I to judge whether it's authentic or not? Jesus said, go out, preach the gospel. Let the fish come into the net. I'll sort out the bad fish and the good fish, he says. Mm -hmm. And so why is it, Brad, do you think that we have so... Um, made baptism this I don't know it's it's one of the commands of Christ that we are supposed to obey a sacrament not a sacrament but a an observation a, a illustration of what's happened on the inside why have we made it so hard over here in the west well I, yeah interesting and I was uh, I was sharing this with one of the guys at SWAT last week as we were talking about baptism in particular is um and it'd be interesting to hear what your uh, experience was i came to christ uh, if you've been listening here for a while i've shared this my testimony before i came to christ in uh, i think in june of 1981 and did not get baptized until around june of 88 mm. so seven and years and, and and I, and here's why is it was never made – I was never really told that that's what you should do. So maybe to answer your question, and, and there may be other answers to that question, why is it that um, you know people aren't being baptized? I, we're just not teaching it, I, I think. And well, I we're got, not talking about a class. No, I got baptized as a child. I believed as a child. I professed belief as a child, and I got baptized. And when I say a child, I was under 10, right? Right, exactly. So – but I believe that there are people who profess and who believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, do they really understand every aspect? No, but that's not the litmus test. The litmus test is, do you believe in Jesus? Mm-hmm. Do you profess a belief that he died on the cross? And so when we come back, let's dive into that a little bit. And and if people want to call in, they're welcome to call in. Yeah, I hope, I hope they do. I hope you'll call 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 SWAT. You can also email us a question. If you got a question about baptism? Uh, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. Seriously, Doug and I would love to take your call. We'll be right. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we're glad you've tuned in. If you want to give us a call, 844-777-7928. We are uh, knee-deep into the discussion on baptism. Yeah. And uh, so, so Doug, you were saying before we went on the break. Oh, also, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you don't want to get online, you don't want to, you don't want to get on the radio with us, 
I understand. Just send us an email if you got a question about baptism. Yeah. But, you know, Doug, I think what's interesting, and I have, uh, so I kind of share just my own personal experience regarding baptism, is I was baptized as an infant. And so when I came to Christ in 81, I wasn't really made aware because I didn't join the church where I um, came to Christ. Uh, I did not. I did not end up being a part of that particular church, not at that point. Yeah. And uh, I I quickly, uh, I was discipled, but in part of the discipleship, that wasn't made, uh, it just wasn't uh, made, it wasn't made me to feel like I had to do that. And yet I think, you know, when, when, when you look at the Ethiopian eunuch or Cornelius, especially the Ethiopian eunuch, I mean, his, it's like immediate. He immediately sees a puddle of water or a pond or whatever it is, and he's like, is there a reason we can't do this now? Yeah, why, why can't we do it? And, and even going back to Chapter 8 to Simon the Magician, Simon the Magician was baptized even though he was a false convert. Right. And the thing about that is, is as believers, we are commanded to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's another thing that I don't know if you've experienced. I'm sure you have, uh, probably, because it's dominant in our culture. Is why why do we only get the pastor to baptize? I mean, why aren't we as believers baptizing people out there and 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 doing the work? If somebody right. comes to faith in Christ, we should be baptizing yeah. them, man. Yeah, I hey, baptized two of my now kids. I get, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I baptized my kids. Yeah. But 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 I think Brad, that you know, if you go back to I think it's Corinthians, where they were actually arguing over who was baptized by Paul or Stephanos or, or this one or that one, and Paul says, "Listen, it's not about who baptizes you." And you know, I could see that develop. I mean, could you see? That's probably why it's good that Jesus didn't baptize anybody. Mm. Could you imagine being, oh, he baptized me. <laughs> exactly. I got baptized by Jesus. Exactly. You know? Well, I was so uh, encouraged. Uh, one of the guys that I meet with um, on a weekly basis who comes to the SWAT studies, and this is something that you and I encourage all the men that are involved in, in the SWAT studies or anywhere, is that you need to have a buddy. You need to have a a. a, a you need to have somebody you're pouring into and somebody who's pouring into you. And uh, as a result, I wouldn't even hear the week you taught on baptism. I think I was in Houston. Mm-hmm. and uh, But while I was in Houston, I got a phone call from one, yeah. one of these guys. And uh, and uh, he basically said, hey, you know, I, was, I really became convicted as Doug taught through the baptism text out of Acts. And I really realized... I have been disobedient, mm. and I want to get baptized. And he was calling to ask if I would baptize him, which completely floored me. I was honored, you know, because you and I both know his dad. He's a yeah. great man of God. and But I was honored that, you know, I, I'm going to get to do that. And yeah. I think about the fact that I think what it is, Doug, and, again, I'm speculating, but I'm, I'm thinking in my own mind, why wouldn't I tell somebody to who professes to, to – to, to know Christ, to love Christ, to receive Christ, to immediately get baptized. May, maybe it's because we view it as a works 
type effort like baptism because that's been taught for years mm-hmm. is that you know well, there you, are actually churches that teach that if you don't get baptized and you die you're going to hell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which what about the thief on the cross i was gonna say i mean there's plenty uh plenty to go to and i mean i think that's that may be a hesitation that as we're making disciples hey here to me and and i was talking to somebody last week about this is that think about it when you come to christ here's an opportunity to immediately be obedient to what god has commanded yes well that's right and it is an act of obedience post salvation correct it is a post salvation obedience issue and um it is not a requirement to be saved to be baptized you are baptized because you are saved there's a difference between those two things right that's right and uh and, and there's lots of places in the Bible that shows a person believes in the Lord, then he's baptized. A person believes in the Lord, then he's baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the baptism itself is pr- pretty much just a public proclamation or profession of your faith. And the fact that I'm, I am saying I'm surrendering or I have surrendered my life to the Lordship of Jesus for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's already taken place. And so what you're showing the world is I my, I my soul has been cleansed from sin. As I go down in the water, it cleanses me symbolically. I come up alive in Christ, a new creature. And that's all it is. It's just a picture. Yeah. It, it's not, there's no mystery in it. There's nothing happening in that water. It's yeah. just a, a public as you said, proclamation, public profession, uh, it's a display. You're, you're putting on display um, what has changed in your heart. It, there's nothing that happens to you physically. No. And uh, it, you're not saved because you got baptized. You're baptized because you're saved. And here's an opportunity to put God on display and to be obedient to what God's called us to do. Yeah, I just think we make a big deal out of the requirements when the only requirement <laughs> is professing belief. Yes, yes. And I think I think for a lot of people, there's this kind of stigma attached to it now or something. I mean, like, if you believe, get baptized. Mm-hmm. If you've not been baptized, like you said earlier— you're walking in disobedience, plain and simple. And that's not a place you want to be with God. You don't want to be knowingly walking in a disobedient fashion. So we're doing a baptism this Sunday, and uh, we're going to have five or six guys that are going to be baptized in obedience to the Lord's command. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, we did one uh, a year ago, and... uh, had a 90-year-old guy, O'Roy, from out at the beach. He's a great guy. And uh, Roy, 90, I think he was 92, got baptized. I got I, I got the chance to baptize him. And there was a lady that came up afterwards and said, would you explain to my 10-year-old what y'all did? Because he was asking me. <laughs> and so I said, sure. So I explained what I just said earlier, but there were, there were probably, I don't know, 12 people out there, 10, 12 people around the pool where we got, you know, we baptized Roy 
And it was cool. He got in the pool, and uh, we we did the baptism. He professed his love for Jesus and um, came up. Everybody clapped, and everybody around was watching, cheering, and the 10-year-old's going, what's going on? What are these people doing? That's why we do it in a public place. You know, when you do it a lot of times in a church or you do it in a church building in an enclosed environment with only Christians, I think we miss out on a witnessing opportunity of the world of what's going on. When they baptized people, the eunuch was on the road. He said, what keeps me from doing it? Cornelius. They had to go find water for Cornelius. Imagine you're seeing this Roman centurion with these Jewish guys getting in water and you're going, what's going on? You would want to know what's happening here. Exactly. Exactly. And it is, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the idea of it being a public, you know, um, but the reality is what's, what's the cost to you? Why is it we don't do stuff? Why even today's lesson that you were teaching today about, you know, God's plan for our lives Listen, you don't have to wonder what God's will is for your life. Now, there may be small little things you make decisions on that really, truly need prayer. And we this is not to to say don't pray. But God makes it very clear in his word where we're to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And yet so oftentimes when we're not, when we're disobedient or when we're not obedient, it's because we are counting the cost. We are. Wow, how's this going to make me look? What what does this say about me? Uh-huh. And I, I I'm maybe I'm making a personal confession that that's what happens oftentimes. Is like you know, this is going to cost something. Well, baptism is a pretty simple thing, and it's something we're commanded to do. And it just for me, it wasn't really made to be an important important well, thing. But later, similar to some of the SWAT guys over the last couple of weeks became convicted that listen i'm this is very simple this doesn't cost me anything uh, other than i had to get up you know put a put a robe on it on stage at first baptist in houston and do it my wife was i think eight months pregnant at the time but we got baptized together did you yeah of course you baptized me in the uh, jordan river i did that was a (laughs) that was a that was a that was was symbolic more it was very symbolic but you know Again, and I and I told people when I take people to Israel and they get uh, baptized over there, I say, "Listen, this person's already made a proclamation of their faith. They wanted to symbolically get baptized in the Jordan River because mm-hmm. this is the river where Jesus and his disciples would have been baptized." That's right, and it, and it's just a reminder. And so I said, "So let's reaffirm our faith today. There's no need for this." You know, Jewish people would do mikvahs all the time. That's what it was called, a mikvah, hmm. when you would go into the water symbolically cleansing yourself from the filth of the world. And so uh, I know several people that every year they do a mikvah. They, they don't call that a baptism. They call that a mikvah. Hmm. And it's where they just symbolically say, Lord, I've been struggling so bad. I've not lived up to... I know the things you want me to. I want to ask you, renew me. Yeah. And they go in the water and come up yeah. again just to say, okay, this is just a reminder that I need to be all in with Jesus. That's great. And I appreciate what you said even today, that as we wake up, we wake up 
with the idea that I'm his. I'm his, and I'm to be obedient to him. Glad you joined us today. We're going to take a quick break. Call us at 844-777-7928. You can email us at askitswatradio.com. We will be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here with Doug McCary on this Wednesday afternoon. We would love to hear from you as we've been talking about baptism. You can call us at 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Doug, I didn't even want to cut in on that song. Who who was that? Oh, you that's know? Casting Crowns with I Heard the Bells. Such a good song. I love that. Man. Yeah, I miss, uh, I've been playing a lot of Christmas music on my uh, whatever Spotify, Pandora, so it makes all these suggestions. And, you know, what's interesting is I'm one of these guys, I still love the old Christmas songs, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, it, do you have Pandora? Do you use Pandora? I don't. Lori does. Well, So, you know, it, it allows you that if it plays a song, you can thumbs up it or thumbs down it. Yeah. Well, because I've listened to so many Chris, I have the same Christmas station. All the songs that I like, I thumbs up. So now it only plays those songs, and so I don't get to hear stuff like that. So that was good. By the way, I think we have a caller. Uh, Terry, are you on the line with us? I am. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you. I got a question for you. How do you, if you don't believe that baptism is essential for salvation? Then how do you explain Mark sixteen sixteen? Mark, he who has believed yeah. has been baptized shall be saved. Well, well, you know, I would I would say, <laughs> yeah, there there's lots of verses that you could go to that you could use as a proof text 
but out of context. But we know because Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God. I mean, so there's nothing we do. Baptism is a step of obedience for believers after salvation. We are to repent and be baptized after salvation. It is an act of obedience for us to God's command. Now, I didn't. I'm not taking this verse out of context. This was. These are the words of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said, "He that is he who believes and has been baptized shall be saved." Even the demons believe. So, if believing is the only thing you have to do, then that would mean that the demons are saved. Okay. No. 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 So here's the thing. First of all, if I just took that verse from what you said then I would say that Simon the magician was saved in Acts chapter 8, and he was a false believer. He was a false convert. He was he, he professed belief, and he was baptized. It says he was baptized, but he was not a believer. He was a false convert. Again, you've got to take the totality of Scripture and look at all of Scripture. Uh, just like people will proof text. There's a verse in the Bible that says that it's not God's will that anybody should perish. If you take that verse as a proof text out of context, that means everybody's going to be saved. It's universal. Yeah. I know, and I realize that, and and I'm not taking things out of context. I've done a lot of study on baptism, and and the, the sorcerer, just because you, I'm not saying just because you're baptized, you're saved. Okay, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, he that believeth and is baptized, saved. You have to believe, and you have to be baptized, and then you have to continue to live live your life as a Christian. A- am I wrong? No. Well, here's the thing. First of all. When you, when you you are saved not because of anything you do, you're saved because of what he did on the cross. The only thing that saves any of us, what does Ephesians 2 say? It says, for by grace are you saved. It is a gift of God. You don't do anything for a gift. You can't do anything to earn a gift. You can't you, do anything to get a gift. You have to receive that gift. Well, you do. I, I agree with you. You do receive it, but but if you don't receive it, then it's then it's not then it's of no no value. You're and, right. And baptism is an, is is a is is by faith. Jesus Himself. Now you, that's what I'm saying. Jesus Himself said, "He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved." Okay, uh, uh, but listen, there are so many verses in the Bible that talk about that clearly that salvation is by grace through faith alone. Okay, John 3, 16, have, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, Titus 3, 5. Um, you have to okay, basically me, strip those verses out to say that the baptism, you got to be baptized to be saved. And wait a minute. Let me ask you, bring up John three sixteen. That's good. Go to the beginning of John when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. What did, Nic- what did Jesus tell Nicodemus? Mm-hmm. Lest you be born of water and the Spirit, you shall not be. You shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Okay. So, that, that, 
Let me what ask that you. Say? That's he has to be baptized. Well, again, baptism, again, is, uh, is something we're commanded to do, but is a post-salvation act of obedience. That's what it is. See, that's, where we, that's where we disagree, uh, is that, that it's a post. So it's a works, so it's a works salvation. You are contributing, you're contributing some effort to your salvation. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is this. Okay, so you're saying that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved prior to baptism. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, what would you do with the man on the cross? Was he? That's a whole different story. What would you do with the demon? What would you do with the demons? The demons believed. The demons and no, the, no, demon, the demons no, no. did not believe. No, they didn't believe in G. That the <laughs> demons believed. They believed that he was who he said he was, but they did not attribute anything. First of all, the demons were not written. Their names weren't written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The demons were cast out of of heaven. When you talk about the demons believe, when he's saying that, James is using that as an admonition to say they believe and they tremble. You you have no fear of God. You know, he see, again, a lot of it is context. And if you go back to what you're saying, if you're saying that Mark teaches that baptism's required for salvation, then you've got to go beyond what that verse actually even says. Uh, because because you think about it, uh it, belief is necessary for salvation. That's what you're right. It does teach that, and there's lots of verses that talk about that. Uh, but, but to talk about baptism being a necessary part, you've got to condemn the thief on the cross to hell. Well, no, because that was prior to the new covenant. So the new covenant, when Jesus died on the cross, a new covenant was established. The thief on the cross died under the the old covenant. Okay, so so, so, so let me but, ask you this then: why why then if you go if you go down that road, why would Paul say God didn't send me to baptize? Why would Paul say that? Because God sent Paul to preach the word. I can baptize. No, Paul you baptized people. He did baptize, but he's making but this yes, statement. That he didn't send me to baptize. But his main purpose was to preach the Word of God. I'm a missionary. I preach the Word of God, but sometimes others baptize those people. Not me, necessarily. So I go to plant the seed. I go to water the seed. God gives the increase. How he gives the increase is up to him. All right, so... If he gives the increase, somebody else baptizing them... And that's great. All right, so Terry, let me let's go back to Ephesians two. When it says, "For by grace you have been saved," what does that mean? That means that you have been saved through the grace of God, but you still have to do something, which is no wait, you're, wait, you're contradicting what you just said. I'm not saying you're earning your salvation. All I'm saying is that God, by the grace of God, you are saved through faith which is obedience to God. What's obedience to God? Obedience is being baptized. Obedience is an evidence of our our faith and our and our salvation. Our new life. It's evidence. It's not a requirement. It's evidence of. There's a difference between those two things. 
Now, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I I firmly believe that it is a requirement. Well, I if it's a requirement, believe- it can't. If if it's if what you're saying is true, Terry, if it is a requirement, then it is a work. No, that's not true. <laughs> that that is not. It, it's not a work. It's a it's being obedient to God. But that but that's evidence of yeah, what's you're, happened. What you're saying is there's the the hinge between a a depraved wretched man and his salvation you've connected receiving Christ and so it's you're adding to the grace you're adding baptism to your salvation no i'm not i'm not adding anything the word of god is adding it to to salvation the word of god says jesus himself says go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation he who has believed and has been baptized yeah because the ba- and has been baptized the the baptism is the evidence that what happened was true there's something that took place and the baptism is a evidence of what's happened on the inside because he commanded us to be baptized because in that culture to be baptized you would have probably been at risk of torture or death in our culture, to be baptized, it cost us nothing in America. To be baptized, they're not going to throw you in prison. They're not, so in that culture, when you were baptized, you were tortured or you were put to death. So there was an immediate cost that was evidence. So anyway, hey, thanks so much for your call. Glad you listened. We're going to talk about this on Friday. We're going to come back to this, Terry. I really appreciate the question. Yeah, thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. And uh, you can, yeah, you bet. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. So if you have questions like what Terry had, great discussion. I mean, God's word is very clear, and I think it's important that we discuss these things. Join Doug tomorrow. you got a great guest tomorrow. Yeah, Greg Kukul. Greg, Greg Kukul. Kukul. Can't wait to hear him. All right. Good to be with you, Doug. Take care. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual